Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on a very mixed day of weather for Kent. Wet and windy one minute and then bright sunshine the next. It's Friday, July the 30th and we've got plenty coming up for you, including a bit more on the weather. Plus, we've got some news on our Kent athletes at the Olympics in just a bit. But first, 15 people have been treated by paramedics following a chemical leak in Aylesford. Emergency crews were called to a Hermes depot on the Quarry Wood Industrial Estate at around half five this morning. Our reporter Sean McPolin was there earlier. And when I arrived on scene, there was a police cordon in place with ambulances parked in a nearby car park. And we've been told that 15 people were treated for minor injuries at the scene. Um, and there were a couple of businesses inside the police cordon um, where workers weren't able to get to and were waiting on either side of the police cordon. We've had an update since then and we're told that the staff suffered minor skin irritations and the parcel delivery firm says its workers are in good spirits. The substance, we're told, leaked from one of the parcels they were handling. The site has now been thoroughly cleaned and a cordon that was put in place has been lifted and companies are able to work as normal. Kent Online News. The police watchdog's investigating after a woman died while in custody at Tunbridge Police Station. The 43-year-old was taken there last Friday after being arrested in Tunbridge Wells. She died the following day after being found unresponsive in her cell. A post-mortem examination has come back inconclusive. A circus performer has been taken to hospital after falling about 16 feet during a show on Sheppey. The trapeze artist suffered potential spinal injuries at Santa's Circus in Sheerness last night. There's been a big rise in the number of people in hospital with coronavirus in Kent, according to new figures. Just over 100 patients are being treated in the county. That's up from 61 on Wednesday. Daily cases are also starting to increase again this week after infection rates dropped by a fifth in the seven days to last Saturday. However, COVID deaths do remain low. Meantime, pregnant women are being encouraged to have the COVID vaccine. There's been a worrying rise in the number of mums-to-be being admitted to hospital with the virus. Data suggests about one in 10 needs intensive care and around one in five gives birth prematurely. England's chief midwife, Jacqueline Dunkley-Bent, says more than 99% of those admissions are women who've not been jabbed. You are more likely, if you haven't taken the vaccine, to be in hospital with um, respiratory problems, possibly pneumonia and possibly ending up in intensive care or indeed having a preterm birth. Well, I've been speaking to Holly Boswell from Maidstone. She had her baby boy earlier this month and didn't get the vaccine while she was expecting. Two thirds of my pregnancy was spent in lockdown. So it was quite nice in a way because it was a bit of a bubble um, because nothing was really open. Um, I think the more the anxiety actually came out was when restrictions started to be lifted. Um, more so when shops started opening, people actually noticed you're pregnant. Uh, and then obviously you get loads of people always looking at you. Almost you get the bump touches as well. Um, and yeah, people seemed to forget it was a pandemic. So that was the only anxiety caused really was when restrictions started to be lifted again. Yeah, I can appreciate that. And bump touches are the worst. <laughs> but um, as, as far as the vaccine is concerned, because you would have been offered that, I presume, um, when you were pregnant, what were you told by midwives, GPs? Did you get any advice at all? 
Um, I'll be honest, there wasn't really any advice put in place. So it was rarely spoken about by the midwives to me. It was more, I'd get, um, you know, everyone received like a text saying NHS, COVID vaccine, book your place sort of thing. And when it gave me the option to book it or decline it, one of the decline options was because I was pregnant or breastfeeding. So it almost seemed that at that time, it was influenced that the guidance was to not book it if you were pregnant. Um, I, I don't feel like there's ever been really any too much clarity whether you should or shouldn't have it when pregnant. Uh, but obviously each to their own. I, I didn't personally have it um, just because kind of me and my partner just thought, well, I've come this far. There was no point jinxing anything or putting... Like, do you know what I mean? It was just a bit. It was a bit worrying. I think where there wasn't enough guidance, in my opinion. Um, obviously, now they're saying that pregnant women can have it. So I think it's each to their own, really. Just, just like um, people that whether they're not pregnant or not have the and option I, to have it. Yeah, I suppose as well with a a very very new vaccine. I mean, you're not going to know personally how you're going to react. And I suppose there is always that huge concern as to how is it going to affect my baby. And as you say, you'd you come so far in your pregnancy without obviously contracting the virus, thankfully. So that, that must yeah. have been on your mind. Yeah, it, it, was, it was definitely, it was, I felt like it was a catch-22 scenario. Like I thought, if I didn't have the vaccine, I'm playing with fire and I'm going to end up catching it somehow. Um, but again, I felt like I was being careful enough. I wasn't going around hugging and kissing everyone and I was wearing my mask and following the standard government guidance that was given to everyone so I thought well if I can just carry on especially like you say um the fact I was carrying an unborn child as well you want to protect them so it was all already I'm having a flu jab and a whooping cough vaccine I didn't really want to put another one in my body just in case um it wasn't safe and now that you've had the baby what are your thoughts on on having the vaccine now my thoughts, I've, I've never been anti-vax uh, with the COVID jab, only purely when it was uh, for my scenario in pregnancy. I'm happy to um, go forward and have the vaccine because I'm not breastfeeding because there were complications post-birth. However, I've been advised by the health visitor not to have it just as yet. Um, she actually advised me of that today because of the complications. My immune system is basically rock bottom at the moment. Well, we'd love to know what you think today. Are you expecting at the moment and have you had the jab or not? You can comment on the story on Kent Online or via our socials. Kent Online reports. Well, Kent's highways bosses say they're ready to deal with any disruption caused by the wet and windy weather today. We've got crews on standby. We have... Um, tree surgeons on standby so if any trees come down due to to storm efforts we are prepared we have people out there ready to go we'll have more resource checking the roads getting information in for, as people report problems and the police report problems. That's Toby Howell from the County Council. A weather warning for Storm Everett is in force until six this evening. It's been bringing very strong winds throughout the day. Forecasters are predicting those gusts could reach up to 50 miles per hour. Court action's being taken to try and have a burnt-out boat wreck removed from the River Medway. Floating restaurant embankments in Maidstone went up in flames in February last year. You might remember it, and you can see the photos at Kent Online. Well, now the councillors started enforcement action against the owners to have it taken away. 
The Kent Online podcast has been told improvements have been made at Kent's biggest hospital, but more work still needs to be done. Inspectors have been back to Medway Maritime in Gillingham after it was rated as requiring improvement at a previous visit. The Trust's new chief exec says they're pleased the CQC has recognised the improvements and they know they still have more to do to deliver safe, high-quality care. Concerns have been raised about shocking conditions in a holding unit for asylum seekers, including babies and children who've crossed the channels of Kent in small boats. MPs made an unannounced visit to a facility in Dover this week and found people in a cramped room lying on thin mattresses. One girl had been sleeping on a sofa in an office for 10 days. The Home Office says it takes the welfare of refugees seriously. The father of a trainee nurse from Kent who disappeared in Germany exactly 20 years ago says he's kept the same mobile number in the hope she'll still call. Louise Curtin from New Ash Green was last seen travelling back to Britain after staying with her fiancé's family. Her dad, Philip, has relentlessly campaigned for information to try and find his daughter. I mean, it's not as though it's something that I ponder about every hour of every day. Though, on the other hand, I probably most days something would catch my eyes uh, somewhere and I'd think, oh, Louise would have liked that. And uh, and then you you think, oh, you stupid girl, you know, what are you going to get lost for? Um, this is what happens with missing people. They they go missing uh, because they've, they're upset or they've had a row with their family. And then the time goes on and they realise that the first thing that will happen when they get home is, why do you do that to us? <laughs> and so they stay away all the longer. Uh, so you... That's, you know, I find myself thinking, what would I say if she suddenly turned up or phoned me? I've got to be calm and be pleased that she does do so. I still have the same number on my phone, yes. And um, what I should also say is that uh, it's, as I say, it's not something I think of all the time. It's something that's, it's there all the time, but you don't think about it all the time. It's not that you get over it, but you get used to it. That was the words I wanted to try and think of. I was always wanting to try new publicity things and my wife was saying, look, we've done all that, I've been photographed, I've talked to the papers, I just want to curl up and be on my own sort of thing. So she wasn't, she was irritated by me wanting to get out the publicity and I was irritated by her wanting to stay calm. My son started chain smoking. Um, One of the other daughters... um, started drinking more than she used to and my youngest daughter um, started self-harming. So yes, it was uh, a variety of reactions, and none of them appropriate, but you have to realise that as would it be, as it would be with grieving someone who died, everybody goes through all these different states of um, remorse and disbelief and anger and so forth they all do it in different times in different ways and you mustn't interfere with each other's stages on this journey. Louise used to work in Booker's Crash and Carry in in Thanet and she worked on the checkouts at one of the supermarkets in Canterbury when she was doing a nursing course. She'd been involved with nursing staff at various hospitals around the area doing her doing her placements and she'd uh, lived for several years in uh, Broadstairs and just the people down there who might not have picked up on something strange at the time 
if no matter how unimportant it seems to them, it could be the missing piece in a jigsaw that's worth taking to the police. So if you think of anything, please do follow it up. You can also read this story and see pictures of Louise and find details of how to report any new information on the website. Kent Online reports. £40 million is going to be spent on new flood defences on Romney Marsh. New groins, rock walls and shingle banking are being put on the beach between Camber and Dungeness to protect lid ranges and nearly 2,000 homes. It's been confirmed Operation Brock will be removed from the M20 this weekend. The barrier was put in place between Maidstone and Ashford as a precaution in case more people headed to Europe for the summer holidays. The motorway will be shut from overnight on Saturday into Sunday morning for the contraflow to be taken away. And the UK's first bison rangers are getting ready to start their new job here in Kent. Bison are being introduced to Bleen Woods near Canterbury next year as part of a conservation project. Well, more than a thousand people applied for the job with Tom Gibbs and Donovan Wright beating off the competition. It's a pioneering project, uh, part of the Wild, Wilder Bleen um, project. Um, and yeah, basically found out about it via um, news outlets. So it was all over the, the you know, the national media. Um, so when when I saw it, I just thought that looks absolutely incredible. Um, so sort of throw my hat in, in, in the ring. And uh, yeah, one of the fortunate two, Don and I, um, and just so privileged to be here. So um, yeah, really looking forward to, to getting involved. And why did you decide to apply for it? Because it's quite a, a unique job. Uh, it's, it's an amazing job. <laughs> I'm very, very grateful. I applied, I'm, I've, I've been a ranger for um, uh, over 20 years. And uh, the more I, I researched the position and read up about the amazing work that um, Wildwood and Kent Wildlife Trust are doing, I, I just fell in love with the project. I just realised what a tremendous opportunity this is and, and, and how important it is. And uh, to be a part of a project like this is, is an honour. It, it really, uh, it's, for me, it was like a hand in a glove. Day to day, we're going to be um, checking on the the animals' well-being and welfare. So we're going to be tracking them um, and ensuring that they, you know, have plenty of plenty to eat, plenty to drink, um, and uh, and making sure that they're happy and uh, you know the behaviours that we want to see in them that they're actually um, going out and carrying those out. Um, so we'll be just checking things like fence lines. Uh, we'll be checking um, and ensuring that uh, you know the watering holes will have water in them. We'll be taking people out on safari because a big part of the project uh, are making sure that the public you know are engaged and are really inspired by the by the project um, so we uh, yeah you know taking out educational visits um, and uh, yeah doing media work as well to hopefully promote it to a wider audience and uh, and get people hooked we can't wait to take people out there and experience something unique um, in the UK mm -hmm. it's going to be amazing the welfare of the animals is of the utmost importance to us we really um, but Ultimately, it is we, we will try and keep our hands off as much as possible. The whole the whole emphasis of the project is to um, for these amazing eco engineers to 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 manage the woods in a natural, sustainable way. And um, so we we we're really giving them putting in you know the right pieces of the puzzle and just stepping back and, and allowing nature to, to to heal itself. Kent Online Sports. First to Tokyo and Kent's Dina Asher-Smith has made it through to the semi-finals of the 100 metres at the Olympics. She finished second in her heat overnight and will race again for a place in the finals tomorrow just after 11 in the morning our time. If she does make it through the final will take place in the early afternoon. Meantime Dartford's Adam Jamili says the first week of the Olympics has been inspiring. Team G have made their best ever start to a Games in Tokyo with hopefully some more medals to come in athletics. And the sprinter will be going in the 200 metre 
heats on Tuesday. I finished fifth in Moscow in 2013. I finished fourth in Rio, fourth in Doha. So I think now's time to really push on and, and start converting these fourths and fifths to, to actual medals. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm very motivated and, and ready to go. And just for a bit of fun on our socials today, we'd love to know what you think you'd win a gold medal in if anything was an Olympic sport. Well, on Facebook, Tina says, juggling half a dozen tasks at once while Susan reckons eating chocolate. Kelly says, finding bargains in shops. And finally, in cricket, the rain has been causing disruption for Kent, who are still looking for their first win in the One Day Cup. They've travelled to take on Sussex at Hove after their match with Lancashire on Wednesday was rained off. Listen to bulletins on our sister radio station, KMFM, for details on any of the action and the result. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.